What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amaya Hawkins. And I appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. Before we get started, got to salute the sponsors. First of all, Able Insurance. Able Insurance been rocking with the Ball Hawk Show from day one. But they've been servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Holler at Billy and Charlene White. If you're looking for home, business, auto, and life insurance, make sure you go to ableinsurance.net. Or you can go up here on Ryle Road. And go right to the Able Insurance offices here in Charlottesville. And like I said, you'll see Charlene White at the front. My man Billy B in and out. Telling the ball hawk sent you. And they definitely would take care of you. All your insurance needs. Trust me, man. They family. Go holler at them. And they're also proud sponsors of the walkthrough that you can see on every Wednesday on Twitter. You go to YouTube. Go to my uh, site, amahawkins.com for all the walkthrough episodes as well. Also, if you're looking for a place to live, a place to invest, a getaway, anything when it comes to homes, holler my man Connor Murray. Connor Murray Realtor and Connor Murray Real Estate. Connor Murray Realtor on Facebook. His handle is Connor Murray Real Estate on uh, Instagram. Check him out. He'll definitely take care of you as well. Proud sponsor of the Ballhawk Show. Tell him the Ballhawk sent you. When you talk to him, when you collaborate with him, and when you get that home and you have a cookout or something, Ball Hawk could definitely show up. And last but not least, holler at Crow Cookies. Go to crowcookies.com. It's football season. All you fantasy football guys that, that have these pools and you love to make little side bets, go bet on some Crow Cookies, man. And the loser has to eat real Crow. So losing never tasted so good. Go to crowcookies.com and definitely check them out. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, Virginia versus Florida State football preview that's going to take place this Saturday night. Another night game for the Wahoos. I'm not complaining. Um, 7.30 p.m. on ACC Network. Um, my man Tim Hasselbeck is the analyst. Played with him in NFL Europe, so it would be good to chop it up with him before the game. But um, I don't plan for this preview to be that long. I just want to give you guys the tail of the tape, uh, what I saw from Florida State schematically on offense and defense and then uh we're gonna get up out of here i give you some keys to the game and then we get up out of here so hopefully i don't keep you too long i want to keep it like 20 minutes or less man i want to get right to the point so we talk about the seminoles they were the big bad wolf for the acc when i was in school here from 97 to 2000 um they really lost in the acc everybody remembers the 1995 game that the acc network's been sharing uh with the great anthony poindexter stopping and adrian burnham stopping uh work done at the one yard line uh to break their acc streak actually my big cousin who i idolized was on florida state he was a starting free safety sean hamlet um so it was bittersweet 
because I always told folks with that win, it, it, it demonstrated to me that I didn't have to go outside the state of Virginia um, for football to be successful, and I wanted to play in the ACC. So uh, that game definitely was like the ace ace in the hole as far as what school I wanted to go to. Um, but when you look at some of the notes, um, the Seminoles and Cavaliers are meeting for the first time since 2014 and playing in Charlottesville for the first time since 2010. Everybody remembers the great 1-8 Marcus Hagens and what he did to um, – the Florida State Seminoles, and he had the great Bobby Bowden saying they couldn't stop that day going 18. Um, hopefully the atmosphere is is, is similar. Uh, apparently, from what I've been reading, we're expecting a sellout crowd at the Scott. Y'all give it up for the fans, man, for the sellout crowd for the Scott. Man, that's awesome, especially for a 7.30 p.m. game. That says a lot, and I know a lot of folks um, are kind of upset that we're having another late game because ODU game is also going to be a night game, so – Every game this year has been at night for the Wahoos. I think that's a great thing. It's almost like the basketball team always playing primetime games in the middle of the week. <clears throat> it's just showing you the respect that um, out people outside of Charlottesville is having for the program. So when you look at Florida State, uh, FSU was 18-9 and all-time in its first ACC game of the season, including 7-5 and when opening ACC play on the road. So – you know, we, we, we got to keep our eye on that. The one thing I can say about Florida State is that FSU is perfect, is a perfect eight for eight on red zone opportunities this season, scoring six touchdowns and just two field goals. And if you go back to last year, um, their second week of the season, they're actually 32 of 36 in the red zone. So it shows me that when they get to the red zone, they take advantage of every opportunity. And for them to be eight of eight this year and six of those to be touchdowns, is saying a lot because we don't have that efficiency even though we're undefeated and they're one and one. So UVA's two and zero, Florida State's one and one. When you look at the team comparisons, scoring offense, UVA averages forty one points a game, while Florida State averages thirty eight. Rushing offense, UVA averages one hundred seventy two point five. Florida State averages one fifty nine point zero. Passing offense, UVA averages two thirty eight while Florida State averages 304 pass efficiency. Our pass efficiency is 122.95. Their pass efficiency is 162.10. Total offense, we average 410 yards a game. They average 463 yards a game. Time of possession, we play at a slower tempo. We average 35 minutes a game. They play more upbeat. They average 24 minutes a game. Scoring defense, we give up 15 and a half points a game. Florida State basically gives up 40 points a game through the first two games. I mean, they've had some shootouts with Boise and uh, ULM, University of Louisiana. What's 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 the? Don't 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 get mad at me, but ULM. Um, so, and I'll talk about their defense. Louisiana Monroe is it Monroe? I think I don't know. Don't quote me. And I don't I don't edit my I don't edit hey, you get what you get. I'm pure. It's live recorded. So um rushing defense, UVA is one of the best defenses in the country. Our rush defense we're yielding seventy yards a game, while Florida State is giving up hundred and ninety six yards rushing a game. Uh pass defense, we're giving up one fifty seven and they are giving up three hundred and twenty four. They're giving up five hundred and twenty yards a game a total yards 
We're giving up 220. I'm going to say that one more time. Florida State is giving up 520 yards of offense a game. Not just one game, a game. That's over 1,000 yards of offense they've given up in two games. Let me let me go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We we gotta we gotta take it. We gotta dive into. This. Good gracious, that's a lot of yards, man. Um, any other thing as far as team comparisons? Turnover margin, sacks. Um, we got five sacks. They got three sacks, or giving up. Anyway, so yeah, man. So looking at Florida State, man. First, I'm gonna start with their defense because their defense. And Coach Bronco Mendenhall made a you know made a great point as far as why their defense has probably been having trouble um closing out games. And it's because their offense they play fast. And when you play fast, up tempo, your defense is going to be on the field a lot. And that kind of hurts them in the long run. Um we talked about and we didn't talk about, but if you paid attention to Coach Willie Taggart his his uh, post game interview after his first game versus Boise State, he basically said they they was dealing with dehydration and everybody was laughing and I can you know you you really don't want to say that out loud you probably want to keep that close to the vest but you know when you look at their offense and how many yards they gain and when you look at their own film, I mean basically total plays, a hundred and fifty two plays on offense, so that's like what. 75 plays. How many total plays on offense has UVA had? Do I have that? I don't think I pulled that up for us. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let me see. How many total plays do we have on offense? We have 138. So, we average roughly right under 70, and they average 75. So, five more plays a game. Yeah, I don't know. That's just lacking conditioning. And I hope that lacking conditioning comes into play versus us as well. But defensively, you know, Florida State, they play a 52 defense. They play five defensive linemen. They have, you know, they basically take out one linebacker and then add an edge rusher or or extra defensive lineman. It just depends on how they have their best players. One of their linebackers that, that rotates in is basically like a strong safety. He's only like 208 pounds, 210 pounds. But I think that causes them the most issues because when teams spread them out, you have one of the edge rushers kind of bumping out and playing in between. They don't really um, sub in a nickel package, bring in an extra DB. They try to stay true to their core um, from what I've seen on film, and I could be wrong. Uh, but even when they rotated guys in, it was more of a uh, you know extra linebacker. Um, and then on the back end, I know when Coach Andrews was with Florida State when I was coming through the ranks, they played a lot of man to man, a lot of bump. I mean, they got in your face, they made it, they made it tough on you, and they had those edge rushers that were special. They still have special athletic edge rushers now, but with that fifty-two, they're basically trying to outflank you on the outside. That leaves you vulnerable. That leaves them vulnerable in the B gaps because the backers have to get off you know, have to make tackles. Um, and they've demonstrated to me on the back end that they're not very good tacklers. They try to hit stick everybody. They want to make the explosive tackle versus the sound fundamental tackles. And I feel like if our basket just 
drop their hips and have a good forward lean that they can break a lot of the tackles that Florida State administers because they're trying to knock you out. They want that highlight, get up, and flex on you. I'm from Tallahassee. I got gold teeth. And they miss a lot of tackles. Um, On the back end, I don't think they're very sound in the secondary. Uh, Like I said, it's a tip-off when they're in zones, a tip-off when they're in man. If they're man-to-man, majority of the time they're coming to play bump. They're coming in your face. Or they're square to the line. They're square to the receiver, whether they're outside leverage, inside leverage, head up. You can tell when they're in man-to-man. And if they are in an off-man type of look and their cock, meaning their belly button, is in line to the center slash the quarterback's helmet, meaning they're straddled, then they're they give up the they could give up the any inside cut with with ease. You know, they got their out they got their backside foot. Um if you could picture somebody trying to shuffle back or being in a cock position, basically they open up. They don't have to transition from a back pedal to flipping anymore. They just shuffle out at the snap of the ball. But with that being said, you have to be sound in your technique and you gotta make sure that your your hips are already dropped so you can really explode and come downhill using that V cut to to take away that upfield shoulder of receivers when they take inside cuts. The one thing that's dangerous though for a quarterback is when we run out cuts because they already that that trail foot is already down, meaning their inside foot is already pointing to come downhill and is ready to come downhill towards the sideline. So that's the danger when you go against guys that are open technique or just V in the quarterback's helmet. Is that the snap of the ball? If you run any type of outcuts, any type of comebacks, their hips are already flipped and they're viewing the quarterback. So when attacking Florida State, and the good thing about having Perkins with that 52 man front is now the backers are going to be in the bind. Now the safeties have to respect bang eights because they have to stay on that hash. Because just by alignment and assignment, the, the DBs are going to be trailing. Any dig route, any post route, any in cuts, they're going to be trailing. And they could be susceptible to double moves, a sluggo, Dino routes, post corner. Any double moves, they're going to be behind because they have to be wary that they're going to be baseball turning. So if you go to a slant and you go three steps and then you go to a go, they're going to baseball turn. So the best thing you could do versus this let this technique in my opinion is post corners you know you dive a man just a little bit get them to get over to that top field shoulder you give them a hint at about eight yards take it in two yards and then you plant and be ready to come downhill meaning you dog it back almost treating it like a comeback to where you get them the baseball turn but since- this episode is brought to you by carvana they'll drive you happy Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. It's their trail and they're going to baseball turn and immediately go up to the pylon to not let you beat them deep. Because they feel like they got safety help, but it's going to be safety help to the to the post. But they're always going to take the top field shoulder, if that makes sense. So when you see them on film, they are susceptible to double moves. They are susceptible to trying to pass things off, and these corners will slough off and put the safeties in the bind. I see a lot of uh, post curls that Boise State was running 
because they would pass out any post cut. They would kind of trail and let the safety take it. But then when they hook up, the safety's too far inside and the corner's trailing too far, too far outside. And it's just a time issue. So I can see us running a lot of curl routes, a lot of dig routes, a lot of um, three by five stop routes just right up on that hash. Because, with, like I said, with Bryce Perkins in the 52, one less linebacker, you got an extra D lineman. So you figure you're going to be aggressive on the edge. But if we come out with four wides, those, you know, the edge rushers got to bump out. So, you you know, essentially you got three rushers now. Because the linebackers aren't going to go from inside the box and bump out because now the middle of the field is wide open. So we go four wides or we go three wides and Cowley is motioning across the line of scrimmage. Like we can outflank them. We could, we could go trips. Now we got them beat three by two. So now you can just start throwing swing passes, smoke screens, because you got them out flank. Anytime Boise went trips, they lined up wide. They lined up tight trips. What happens if Coach and I goes to a wide trips just by motioning them with the window dresser? Don't start out in it because they could bump out and they could check out, but motion to it. And you know how we do. We come out in two receivers to the field. We got our tight end as an H-back in the boundary, and you got a guy like Joe Reed in the backfield as the back, and then we motion, or Chris Sharp, and we motion them to the field. That equals trips. What's going to happen? Is that edge roster going, is that edge rush guy now going to bump outside the first slot receiver so he won't get outflanked by Joe? Because if he do, we got a looky route right now with the very inside receiver. Is he going to stay where he's at and let the inside receiver just seal him right now and bank on the corner coming from seven yards off to beat our receiver to make that tackle on the swing pass? So it's a lot of things that I feel like Coach and I can do to outflank them schematically before the snap on the ball to put them on the bind, in the bind. Now, I will say this. Florida State does a great job on the, offense, on the defensive line of slanting different ways, meaning they will line up. In a certain front, you may think you see a, a gap that's free, but at the snap of the ball, they step into that gap and they slant. It's like they're trying to bait you. But I just feel like Coach and I could do a lot of things um, as far as just making Florida State move sideline to sideline, make a move in space. You can kind of dictate their coverage because if the back, if one of those edge rushers follow across the formation, that's a dead giveaway that is man to man. But if that edge rushers go from playing – in between, meaning the tackle and the inside receiver. So if you take that inside receiver now, if it's two of them, and you motion them across the formation, and now you got three receivers on the opposite side, if he just bumps right back to his edge, it's a zone. And you already got him outflanked three by two. So just imagine if we go three by two and you start running Bryce on just a QB power sweep. Or just a quick flip to the running back. You got him out flank. You could reach that edge guy. You could crack down. You could you could you could seal the edge with the inside H back and bump him up to the next level, which is be that linebacker. I mean, it's just so many things we could just beat them schematically, I feel, because they are in a fifty two if they don't want to come out and use a nickel. But that's what I see. Offensively though, offensively, I like what I see for Florida State. I think they got one of the best running backs. In the country, and Cam, Cam Akers is 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 explosive, dynamic. He's fast as hell. Um, he already he already has 309 yards rushing this year. He's averaging 154.5 yards a game on just 51 carries. Um, 
they can go away from him even when he's doing work. He's a jitterbug. He could he could juke you in the phone booth, and if he gets to the second level and gets to the outside, you could cancel Christmas. He could fly. So he's very dynamic. Their quarterback, James Blackman, 6'5", 195, a redshirt sophomore. Um, he played as a freshman two years ago when Francois got hurt. He threw for 2,200 yards. He had 11 interceptions to 19 touchdowns, completing 58% of his passes. He ended up redshirting last year. This year he's off to a very good start as far as efficiency. He um He's completed 72% of his passes. He's thrown some timely picks. He's still averaging 300 yards passing the game. He's attempted 73 passes this year, 53 completions. Um, he has a big player receiver in uh, Scary Terry. Scary Terry to Marion Terry, 6'4", 203. You get, him ball, you get him the ball in space, He he may, he's a magician. As a true freshman last year, 35 catches, 744 yards, eight touchdowns, all freshman records. Um, this year, he's off to a very good start, 10 catches for 156 yards. As a freshman, he averaged 21 yards a catch. This year, he's averaging 15.6 yards a catch. And you know, when the big play takes place, you know what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the chant. And when you hear this, uh, you know, our young boys got to get ready. When you hear this right here, nothing but, like, I know we could, we could play at Coach Rose's practice facility, but it's nothing like hearing that live band and I don't know how many fans they're going to have. So they ain't not playing in Tallahassee. It's totally different when you hear this in Tallahassee. But you don't want to, if you hear this, that means they're trying to juice up the momentum. So that's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to hear that war chant. But uh, offensively, man, they're going to press us down the field. They throw down the field in a lot. And they're going to come at, you know, Nick Grant. They're going to come at Bryce. They not. They don't fear nobody. They they feel like they floor the state. They don't fear anybody. Their D lineman said they're not worried about Bryce. At the end of the day, we got this. This is what, and this is what I tell them. They floor the state in their mind. This the Al Bundy. This is this is uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uncle that used to just throw passes with nobody catching them in the front of the VHS. They still floor the state, and in their mind, they still the best of the best, the creme de la creme, homie. So even though we rank 25, they don't care. And a dangerous opponent is a real confident opponent that truly believes in their confidence. And that's what Florida State does. Now, when it comes to coaching, we could get them in that department. I feel like we could really do some damage versus 52. We we definitely got to protect. Don't get me wrong. We definitely got to keep them off balance by being able to sustain a true running game. Now, they have a defensive tackle that's like, damn near 400 pounds and he is a load and he don't move he does not move the good thing is if he on there on passing plays he don't move so you know we we good but we got to establish a running game uh coach made great points about you know talked about Bryce Perkins he's like yo we don't worry about how many times we're running him because we don't want to make him passive we don't want to make him tentative and I think that's been a great discussion amongst the fans because we care about Bryce. We understand how important he is to us. But at the end of the day, you got to let Bryce be Bryce because once you try to rein him in, he becomes a detriment to the team because he's not used to being reined in. And that's always the toughest thing when you have a dynamic dual-threat quarterback. It's easier for us to say, hey, we can't allow him to carry the ball so much because we're just looking at the aftermath. But if he's carrying the ball a lot and he's – very uh, successful and he's gassing defenses, the narrative changes. We look at the outcome as far as the hits, but at the same time, look at how he opens up various things late in the game because of the early 
you know, runs and the early tucks and scrambles. It's a cumulative of things. And that's why we, I love about football is that it's chess, not checkers. Florida State loves to play checkers. Florida State has played checkers a lot. If you look at their scoring this season, they've scored, I think, 75 points in the first half to just their opponents, 26. But on the flip side, they've given up 48 points in the second half and just scored 14. And the biggest thing that jumped out to me out of two out of the two games, they haven't scored in the third quarter yet. So that just demonstrates to me that coming out of the half, defense, uh, uh, their opponents have made adjustments and Coach Taggart and his staff have not. And Coach Taggart is supposed to be one of the best offensive minds in the country. So with that being said, man, Coach Papinga and, and Coach Howell, again, have a tough task. Uh, offensive court, like first two weeks, We've had offensive coordinators as offensive masterminds, and here we go again. So you got to carry on tradition. UVA has a 14th-ranked defense in the nation, the number two-ranked defense in the ACC, only allowing 228 yards per game. Something got to give. But I tell you what, if we get to our average of rushing, if we can rush for like a buck 70 as a team, a buck 80, and you could just force Florida State to throw because everything is deep. Either they run the hammer routes, stop routes, or they taking shots. And they want to take shots. The young man wants to take shots, and he has a lively arm. And when he gives you a pump, he fully pumps it. Old school, meaning he gives you a he gives you a throwing motion like he's going to throw it, and he pulls it back. He doesn't give you the two hands on the ball, the shoulder pump. He actually palms the ball and he flicks it like he's about to throw it, and he has, and then he reloads it. So that lets me know that he's going to have to gather his feet again because when somebody gives you the arm motion, they got to take two more gather steps to reload and let it go. If not, there's a lot of air on it. And he has a lively arm. And it's a thing of beauty. And he got some receivers that's going to go get it. So it's all about Nick Grant being um, sound as far as technique, Bryce being sound in technique, Devontae Cross doing what he do, Joey Blunt moving around, Brent Nelson. Um, they run some screens. We just got to be able to be very cognizant of what we see, the formations that they show us, the tendencies that they show us, and don't give up the big plays. If you don't give up the big plays of Florida State, you're going to win. That's how Boise came back versus them. That's how UM Monroe came back versus them. They eliminated the big plays, and it was Cam Akers. He made big, Scary Terry made a big play early in the ULM game. But Cam Akers, is, he gets them going. And if you can bottle him up and just force them to throw the football consistently and try to get themselves out of a hole and keep them behind the sticks, that's anybody. You have that much greater chance to win. So, damn, I said I'm going to keep this under 20 minutes and it's over 20 minutes. But hopefully, man, you, you kind of picture what I was talking about as far as their defensive backs and how we can attack them as far as their 52 front. Um, I like that they're edge guys. They really get up the field. But then again, are they going to use those same rushing pass versus Bryce? And they've been talking trash cans. You like Bryce ain't nothing. So we're definitely going to see. But, uh, you know, Coach and I has done a very good job the first series, uh, the first two games of scripting his plays and really dissecting the defense and making a move laterally and move up and then having a counter late in the drive to generate a big play. So 
that's what we got, man. It's the Ballhawk Show. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you uh, go to MileHawkins.com. Make sure you subscribe to the channel on any platform. Make sure you go to YouTube for the walkthrough um, on my channel, The Ballhawk Show, and subscribe. Salute to all the groups out there, UVA fans, um, Wahoo Nation. Uh, shoot, uh, I'm forgetting. Y'all know y'all. I post in your group. Salute to my man Sean, too, the group that, that he has up. Salute to my Twitter chat group. What's up to y'all, man? And, um, yeah, man, make sure y'all holler at my, uh, support anybody that, uh, supports UVA sports with their podcast, man. They all fire. I support all of them. And if they ever want to be, if y'all ever want to be a guest and want to recap a game with me, man, just reach out and we can set up a time, man. Cause, you know, fans too. If y'all ever want to, you know, give your feedback, man, I'm open to it. I get you on Blog Talk Radio and a bunch of y'all could just discuss the Wahoos and I could sit back and just moderate. Just let me know, man. It's the Ball Hawk Show. I'm out of here. Huh? I want the whole world spin my record. Cheryl, the hoodie styles, check game, stay free records. Shorty girl, fed the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitted hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat constant, cause I massage. I coming through about a whole account of large. I be massaging, I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, I both subconsciously massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch coca fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Put out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. I even gold teeth, I'm massaging. A pinky ring iced out, cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten dollars, I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging. I got twenty-two cents and be massaging. I take a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl fat, I be massaging. You big too, I be massaging. I be massaging, I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole share road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi, I be massaging. I got a twelve gauge pump, I massage. I got a hundred thousand, I massage. Ain't broke. I be massaging, I stay paid, I be massaging, I stay late, I be massaging, I hit the poop all night cause I'm massaging, she wanna come through loaded and massage, whole team, we massage, bad new posse constantly massage, ain't no joke, I be massaging, even the bacon and eggs I be massaging, huh, polo shirts, Santo Adidas, I be massaging, I love you sweetie cake, Spin my record, let me give you the game On how to get rich Take a penny And flip a penny Then 40 billion Uh-huh, why? I be massaging What? Car stern wheel I be massaging The whole, the whole label Of the state free records In the VA oh, We be massaging Let's have a money shot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.